Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, it's time for week five in the NFL sitting here on Thursday night. My name is James Swanson. This is Pad the Stats. I'm here with Jake Meyer. We are Coming to you, recording this podcast, halftime of the Colts-Patriots Thursday night football game. Patriots looking like they're in command, looking like that offense is finally rolling now with Julian Edelman back, Josh Gordon in there. Uh, James White has just been a monster, Jake, as you know, and much to your happiness, James White has been awesome. Um, Much to my demise, I still am waiting for Gronkowski to kind of get going, but Patriots are looking pretty good, and Jake, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Um, we have a, we'll tell our listeners here in a second what we got going, but I want to introduce you and, and see how you're doing on this, uh, fine Thursday evening. Oh, doing well. Like you said, watching James White dominate, have him on, uh, one of my fantasy teams, uh, have Brady on a few. I do have luck on a few also, so I need him to kind of tear it up in garbage time here in the second half. Would you call it garbage time already at 24 to three? You think it's kind of over? Uh, at Gillette against the Colts you know, Belichick, it feels over, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say they're going to win by at least 17. And with every all the injuries that the Colts have right now, especially on defense, I think they had two other starters go down in the first half. Um, it definitely feels like it, it could be over for the Colts pretty early tonight. Um, yeah. Wh- I guess, what are your... I, well, I don't want to talk too, too much about... Um, kind of the in-game stuff we can I can do a recap of that later as well Um, but tonight what we're going to do we're going to make this quick this is a little something different than we've done in the past it's going to be a rapid fire and I'm going to kind of turn things over to Jake and Jake's going to get my input because I'm usually asking Pat and Jake a lot of questions about starter sit and I'm doing most of the kind of mediating while Jake's going to kind of do a little bit more of that tonight I'm going to give my more my input on a lot of rapid fire start sit so Jake, why don't we get right into this thing? Like I said, it's just going to be, we're not going to focus on any game, really. We're just going to kind of go through the league, go through some Week 5 starter sits, some uh, some of the tougher ones, maybe some some really guys that are close, whether it's a receiver versus a running back in a flex spot, two running backs, two receivers, whatever the case. Um, but why don't we jump right into it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for handing me over the keys to this one, Swan. Yeah, of I'm course. Very, I'm, I'm very excited about this uh this podcast, I mean, it's pretty much our version of a quickie. Um, going to try and get a lot of information out to the fans super quick. So let's start it off right away. Rapid fire. Swan, would you go? Would you start Dalvin Cook at Philadelphia or Jay Ajayi versus Minnesota today or yeah. on Sunday? Yeah. Uh, so first off, I, I want to start this by saying I'm not overly excited about either of these guys. Dalvin Cook still scares me, and we're not sure if he's even going to play this weekend with the hamstring. He is questionable still. Um, they've come out and said they're, they're not sure if he's going to give it a go or if he's going to play. And then Jay Ajayi with that back injury still scares me a little bit. I am going to lean Ajayi here. Again, I'm not thrilled about either guy. I don't think you can start Cook at all because the hammy's still a major issue. We saw that against the Rams last Thursday night. Um and look, I know Ajayi looked pretty good last week, 15 carries for 70 yards, and he added three receptions, which was a little bit surprising to me. Um, I don't think the Vikings defense is necessarily impossible to run against. I don't think it's a great matchup, but not a bad one either. 
Um, some guys that I would start, though, in this spot, I would start Joe Mixon if he's active over both these guys. I would start Aaron Jones at Detroit because I think that's a great matchup, and I think he's going to get some more of that advantage over Jamal Williams moving forward. And I would also start both Titans running backs at Buffalo. I think this is a breakout game for Derrick Henry. Okay, so you would start Derrick Henry over J.J. and Dalvin Cook and also fire up Deion Lewis. Yep. Uh, next one, carry on Johnson at Green Bay or Mark Ingram versus Washington. So I know it's Ingram's first game back, but I'm going to lean Ingram on this one. Um, I think both these guys are actually probably destined for around the same amount of touches. In Ingram's first game back, I'm thinking 10 to 12 carries for both guys. Um, they'll both add maybe two to three receptions. Uh, but I trust New Orleans offense more, and that's why I'm going to go Ingram in this spot. And Washington actually has the 31st ranked rush defense, according to Football Outsiders. So I think this is a good matchup, even with Washington coming in off their bye. I think they're going to, I don't think there's going to be any surprises here. I think this is going to be what we saw from Mark Ingram last year. They're going to use him in a similar fashion. And I think you can be pretty confident in his first game back. He should have fresh legs and he should be a pretty good start this week. Okay. Speaking of Mark Ingram, his Batman to Mark Ingram being Robin at this point in time, is Alvin Kamara the number one back in fantasy at this moment? So I'm going to say no. I know he is right now. Um, And the numbers have been just astonishing, especially the catches. Um, We talked about, we were just talking about, you know, how many catches he has, how many yards he has in comparison to other running backs. It's not even close. Um, But I'm still going to go Todd Gurley, the guy that was drafted first overall in most drafts and he's still going to be my guy moving forward as the number one back in fantasy who would you trade for um alvin kamara like who would if you had alvin kamara who would you trade away um who would you get to trade away him yeah so this was i was thinking about this for a while actually and i tried to come up with just two names and i couldn't help but throwing two household names out there because i think this is a two-for-one situation I don't know if you can, if you realistically want to do a one for one here. Um, you know, for example, like an AB for for Kamara. I'm not, you know, I I don't want to do that, or even a Michael Thomas. Um, and I don't think you can do a one for one any lower than that, or you know, you know what? I don't think anybody's going to take that. So, um, in a two for one situation, if I'm trying to get Alvin Kamara. At this point, I would trade David Johnson and Tyreek Hill for him if I could pull that off, if I can still get somebody who's going to bite on the name of David Johnson. Um, that's a situation where I think Ty- or, excuse me, I think Alvin Kamara scores more points than both those guys because Tyreek Hill is a guy people could look at him and say, hey, oh, wow, this Chiefs offense is just blowing the doors off things, and Tyreek Hill is the main beneficiary of Pat Mahomes. Um, and then again, like I said, David Johnson is that household name who's going to get a lot of work. I think that might be a two-for-one that you could pull off. Okay, I like it. All right, we're going to switch to wide receivers. We did two running back issues, or two running back. We looked at that, and now we're going to go to wide receiver. So Corey Davis at Buffalo or Calvin Ridley at Pittsburgh, which could be a shootout and a half. Yeah, um, a couple numbers from this game really quick. The Bills have allowed an average of 18.83 points per game to opposing wide receiver groups over the last three games, which is actually pretty good um, regardless of who you're playing, but they've played the Chargers, Vikings, and Packers. So those are some good wide receivers in there with Diggs, Thielen, obviously Devontae Adams, um, Keenan Allen. Um, so they've actually done a pretty good job despite how bad people think Buffalo is. 
Um, and they haven't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver in the last two games. Now, both guys are really hot right now, and Calvin Ridley currently leads the league in touchdowns with six, but I'm still going to lean Corey Davis here. I think last week was a coming-out party. Now that Marcus Mariota is healthy with the elbow, I think this is another really good spot, maybe a blow-up spot for Corey Davis at Buffalo. So, excuse me, I'm going to lean Corey Davis to build off that performance last week of okay. 15 targets, nine receptions. You know, okay. 100, I mean, he just went off. I think he'll build off that. Yeah, that's fair. Next question, Amari Cooper or John, Amari Cooper at Chargers or John Brown at Cleveland? Quick stat for you here. Amari Cooper in three career games on the road at the Chargers. Nine catches, 276 yards, two touchdowns in those three wow. games. So he's hit some big plays against this Chargers secondary. They're banged up right now. We know that. Um, Derwin James has been outstanding for them. Um, but I think Amari Cooper's going to hit another big play or two on Sunday at Los Angeles. So I'm going to take him over Brown. Um, I think this is a down game for John Brown. I, I don't know why. I just have a gut feeling that he's going to have a down game this week. Um, and we might get one of those kind of, you know, Deshaun Jackson-like where he has like a three for 30 game. So I'm going to go yeah. Amari Cooper. I have, I have John Brown on one of my teams, and I'm deciding right now, uh, John Brown, Kenny Galladay, or it was Julian Edelman, but I decided to start Edelman. Um, and right now I have Galladay in over Brown. Um, like you said, I think he's going to have a down game. Um, so recapping those wide receivers, uh, Corey Davis, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, John Brown, rank those four quickly for me, Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, just for this week or season long? Just No, just for this week. Yeah, so I'm going to go Davis, Cooper, uh, Brown, and then Ridley. So okay. real quickly, the way I did that is, again, I love Corey Davis again this week. I think Cooper's number two. And then with Brown and Ridley, I think Brown has a better floor than Calvin Ridley still at this point. I know he has the six touchdowns, and it's a good matchup at Pittsburgh. I think this is a—I think Julio has a good game, and I think Austin Hooper has a good game here. I don't— know if it's going to be a Calvin Ridley week. I still could see him catching a touchdown, but I'm going to take John Brown with the saver floor. Okay. So just to recap a little bit of the rapid fire so far, uh, I asked Swan the question, Dalvin Cook or Jay Ajayi? He went Ajayi. I asked him, Carryon Johnson or Mark Ingram? He went Mark Ingram. I asked him, Corey Davis or Calvin Ridley? He went Corey Davis. I asked him, Amari Cooper or John Brown? And he went Amari Cooper. Uh, Swan, how about your tight end stream of the week? I think um, you just talked about him, actually. Yeah. Actually, I actually have two guys. So I will talk okay. about Austin Hooper here really quick. The Steelers have allowed the most receptions, 30, two tight ends in the league, and they've allowed the second most fantasy points per game. Wow. 13 That's a, a lot game. of receptions in four weeks. Yeah. 30 th- receptions. Wow. I, I think the second most is like 26 or 27. So they're the only team that's hit that 30 mark um, in terms of you know receptions allowed to tight ends. Fire, fire up Austin Hooper. Yeah, so it's a good matchup for Austin Hooper. I think he has he really hasn't broken out yet. I think he only has one touchdown on the year, but I think this is a game where he could break out in a game script that will be favorable for really all pass catchers in this game. Um, and they've also allowed the Steelers, that is, 19 receptions to tight ends in the last two games alone. So it's just been, you know, again, we talk about it a lot, and we hear about it a lot. Ryan Shazier um, has really affected them you know quite a bit in the middle of the defense um yeah and really stopping tight ends ricky seals jones i talked about this earlier i think last week 
The 49ers have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in every single game this season. So Ricky Seals-Jones is another good streaming option if you're in need of one. He just seems like he's due for a breakout. You know, I think so, I, and they're they're devoid of, of talent there, and hopefully Josh Rosen in his third game, or I guess second start really, yeah. hopefully he can uh, ha- you know find some more success. Okay, so here's a uh, personal question for you, Swan. I know you're going to the Falcons-Steelers game on yeah. Sunday, which honestly I'm jealous of because I think that's going to be an offensive shootout and it's yeah, going to be, be a hell fun. of a game to watch. Um, big question on everybody's mind. I talked to a guy that I worked with last week, and he said not one person – was wearing a Le'Veon Bell jersey in Pittsburgh. I ask you, what are you wearing on this Sunday? Yeah, so I loved your notes here, and this is kind of a I'll, uh, spoiler alert. This is a bit of a joke, but I'm gonna wear my Le'Veon Bell jersey with a pair of camel shorts and a beer dispensing helmet because I just feel <laughs> like that's just the way to go, right? Um, I don't know. I don't think I can bring myself to breaking out the Bell jersey, even when he comes back. If, I'm actually if, going. I'm going to the. Uh, I think it's the week eight game when they come off the bye it's at um or the caroline it's a thursday night game against caroline i'm going to that game too and bell should be back by then i still don't know i don't know if i can break it out this year at all i think if you wear i think if you wear it this week coming up you're gonna be stuffed in the trash can like a looney tunes character yeah i'm gonna gonna be sitting there with my girlfriend a lot of yeah it's not a good chance i don't want to you go to a game with your buddies at least you have some backup yeah, right, I might so anyways, just do it for the Carolina game. Another rapid-fire question here. Now we're going to quarterbacks. This is, you know, a lot of people have this question if they're trying to stream or if they're trying to make a good matchup. Blake Bortles at Kansas City or probably your normal starter, Kirk Cousins at Philly. Yeah, so I think people are looking at this one when they take a first glance at this these two quarterbacks. They think, okay, at Kansas City, Blake Bortles obviously has the better matchup. I'm still going to go Kirk Cousins here the better talent, the better offense overall. I know Bortles has played pretty well this year, but here's a crazy stat actually too, and this is actually going against my pick. I I realize that. But the Eagles are allowing 36 points per game to opposing quarterbacks on the road this season to just 14 points per game at home. That's a huge difference. So the Eagles have been very good at home. I know this is a tough road matchup, but I'm still going to go Cousins here over Bortles. Okay. Is Russell Wilson droppable? Not yet. I don't think so. Okay. So you can't, do you want to start him this week? Seattle. Who do they have again? Sorry, remind me. They have, offhand, I do not know. Uh, they have, next question. That's um, fine. We can, go, Jared, we can go back to that. I can't remember yeah. either. Sorry about Jared, that. No, that's fine. Jared Goff or Phillip Rivers rest of season? So this is rest of season, Jared Goff, Philip Rivers. This is probably the hardest question on your on our notes here. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Rivers, but it's very, it's very very close. They're almost back to back. Okay, but I think um, because I think because Rivers gives you that opportunity to have more passing yards throughout the year. This Rams offense is so balanced, um, and they're going to. I don't know if they're going to lean on Gurley more so than the Chargers would lean on Melvin Gordon, but I just feel like that Rams offense is so efficient that I don't know if they run enough. Like, they're going to score so quick, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fair. So Russell Wilson plays the Rams. So Russell Wilson or Blake Bortles against Kansas City this week? Uh, I think you go Bortles. 
I would go Bortles okay. there. Yeah, okay. I just don't. I don't think you can. Go. Yep, I don't think you can start Russell Wilson right now. I just don't want to drop him yet. Okay, so that was it for our uh, mini rapid fire section. Swan, what is your start of the week? Yeah, um, my start of the week, and this is one of the guys that I have in your league, Jake, and that's Matt Breida. And okay, most of this is based on one. I know it doesn't necessarily help. Matt Breida that Jimmy Garoppolo is lost for the season but I also think that they have to lean on him a little bit more they're starting to phase out Alfred Morris more in favor of Breida um, he's getting some more work and the bigger part of this argument is or the biggest part of this start of the week is the Cardinals this matchup they're allowing matchup. the most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs this year 30 points per game to opposing running backs um, they've allowed eight total touchdowns to running backs seven rushing and one receiving. Wow, and we saw Mike, was it Mike Davis, the running back for the Seahawks last week, tore them up for 100 alive. yards. 100 plus yards, two touchdowns. Um, I think Matt Burita's a great start this week. Okay, and your sit of the week. Who you sitting down, who you're not playing this week to, because really he's going to score under five fantasy points. Who you sitting this week? I don't know if he scores under five points, but it's not going to be a Devontae Freeman-like game. He's coming off injury. And surprisingly, the Steelers have ranked second in adjusted efficiency versus the run and sixth versus pass-catching running backs, according to Football Outsiders, which is pretty good. They really haven't given up a lot to running backs. I think it's partially because teams are picking on them in the middle of the field and with their wide receivers and tight ends. Not saying their defense is good by any stretch of the matter, but I think teams are exploiting them in other ways. I don't think this is a Devontae Freeman game for that reason, and also because coming off the injury— I think they're going to lean on Tevin Coleman. You know, I think it's going to be a split, but I think Tevin Coleman gets a little bit of the advantage here. Okay. And now my start of the week, but we call it here the dinner table. I love it. it I'm so excited. Oh, the dinner table. table. It could be so many possibilities. I had some good calls last year. McCaffrey made the list a few times. I also had some bad calls. Austin Safarian Jenkins was a guy on there that, you know, he didn't really end up, but. I've had a few good dinner tables, and this is my all. Oh, I just am for sure about this guy. This guy is going to eat at the dinner table this week. Like he has a one. seat at the dinner table. I'm inviting Chris Thompson to my dinner table. Chris Thompson of the Washington Redskins will eat this week. You want to know why he's going to eat this week? It's because he is playing against the Saints, and that is going to be all guns ablaze and offensive game. Adrian Peterson isn't going to be able to stay on the field. New Orleans Saints have scored 48 21, 43, 33 points in each of their game. And I just don't see how the Redskins are going to keep up unless they keep their boy, Chris Thompson, on the field. I think he's going to have around 10 catches, and I think he'll end up scoring you about 25 to 30 fantasy points in PPR League. Start Chris Thompson up. Make sure he's not on your bench this week. Um, yeah, that's all I have. I, mean, I love Chris that. Chris Thompson, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, it's a no-brainer. DFS, fire him up in DFS. Um yeah, yeah that's that, all I it's have. a good matchup. It's a great matchup. It's 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 combination of the talent, and I think the game flow too, like you alluded to there. Yeah, and we're gonna have this dinner table every week. This is gonna be on our this is our first quickie episode, but we're gonna have these every week throughout the season. Um, and the big question is, who's gonna be at my dinner table? And am I gonna am I I'm inviting Chris Thompson this week? Is he gonna be invited back next week? Time will tell. That's right. Is he gonna break bread with you again? That is the yeah, question. Bur- <laughs> Love it. Alrighty, Swan.
Okay, cool. Well, I, I, this was fun. I, I enjoyed this a lot. And yeah, like you said, we'll, we will do this more often too. I think it gives our listeners an opportunity to um, get a little bit more out of a compacted episode that's shorter that they can listen to on, say, a 20-minute commute to work, get some starter sit questions. So great idea on your part. Yep. I'll see you next week, buddy. Okay. Enjoy the rest of the Colts-Patriots game. We'll talk to you later, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye.